Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Elon also said that Twitter's character limit for tweets is going to increase from 280 to 4,000. People are like 4,000 characters. At that point, I may as well get my news from the news. Darn it, I was talking to our executive producer in my head, and I missed the joke. What was the joke, Michael? I know they're expanding the words for Twitter. Yeah, here, let me replay it for you. That's short. Elon also said that Twitter's character limit for tweets is going to increase from 280 to 4,000. People are like 4,000 characters. At that point, I may as well get my news from the news. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that's a silly joke, but that's that's exactly right. I feel like that is changing uh, uh, a car into a hotel. I mean, it's just it's becoming a different thing at that point, isn't it? So then it's just a, a whole bunch of blogging, I guess? Or, yeah, those are essays at that point. Yeah, or books <laughs> or something. It's just a different thing. Um, so I don't. that's an interesting move from Elon if he decides to stick with it. Anyway, more on Elon and Twitter and how he has become the face of uh, everything that is not Woke, uh, he's replaced Trump as the boogeyman. That's my current working theory. So this is interesting. Cambridge Dictionary has changed their definition of man and woman. Being criticized by some, uh, cheered by others. The definition of woman, which previously represented the long-standing view on sex, 
is now this. An adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. And then in the way that lots of dictionaries do, they give you a couple of sentences as examples. She was the first trans woman elected to a national office. The key word being she there, I guess. And then this sentence, Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. That one actually confuses me, and I try to stay um, uh, agnostic on this stuff to keep myself out of trouble mostly, but that sentence confuses me. Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. All right. Uh, Anyway, so uh, a man is now defined as the opposite, obviously, an adult who lives and identifies as male, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. The change was met with pushback uh, from many who argued that redefining society's categorization of gender and sex is harmful and inaccurate. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Thank you, uh, my out-of-wind friend. Christopher Rufo, <laughs> Christopher Rufo, who's one of the people willing to die on the hill of fighting this sort of stuff, tweeted out, Cambridge Dictionary just dropped a new definition of woman. Chris Rufo, by the way, is with the Manhattan Institute. Rufo also pointed out the dictionary used the pronoun they to describe the subject rather than she. Notice the dictionary writers say they may have been. They couldn't bring themselves to write she may have been because they know they're lying. That's the tell. Well, I don't know. That's that's what I was talking about, how it gets confusing there. Um, some people went further than that. Someone named Mary Rook of the Daily Caller said, effing traitors to the truth, Cambridge Dictionary is only the latest. If we don't stop them from erasing women, our civilization, our civilization is not going to make it. Uh, I don't know about that. I do like this question from one British social commentator, because this is a British dictionary. Oh, wow. At Cambridge Works Dictionary, change the definition of woman. Are women happy with this? That's a question I like. Is the average woman happy with the definition of woman changing? Uh, to Well, from what it was to... An adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. I don't actually know what the numbers would be on that. If you put that to a vote of women nationwide, is it 50-50? Is it 80-24? Or are most people against it? I, I really don't have a sense of that because I get most of my info about this through mainstream media. And we know how they feel about that, but there you go. Times change, Jack. Get used to it. Huh? Uh Where are we going with the whole war with Russia? There is a certain attitude burbling up. See if you feel that way yourself. Get that for you next. Right now, I want to tell you about HelloFresh, especially this time of year. It can really help you when you're busy and running around, making sure you have healthy, delicious, easy meals ready to go. The holidays here. The help of HelloFresh is really going to be noticeable, delivering chef-crafted recipes right to your door so that you can skip the trip to the grocery store, spend more time celebrating the season with those you love or getting your wrapping done or whatever it is you got to do. Host a holiday meal. Simply add some seasonal flavor to your weeknight dinner routine, whatever it is. HelloFresh's limited-time festive eats recipes and entertaining essentials. All the quality ingredients arrive at your house pre 
portioned out already. And at peak freshness, which cuts down on the time spent in the kitchen, their quick and easy 20-minute meals are simple enough for the kids to pitch in and help with, too. 35 weekly recipes to choose from. It's a lot of fun. It's easy. It's healthy. And it's going to save you a ton of money. Get started today at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong18. Give this a try if you haven't tried it yet. Do I know why not? Why not try it a couple of times? I have a feeling once you try it, you're going to be hooked. That's the way it works for a lot of people. HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong18. Use the code Armstrong18. For 18 free meals plus free free shipping. Holy cow. That's code Armstrong18 for 18 free meals plus shipping at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong18. That is a good deal. So there seems to be a burbling push for settling for peace in Russia. Looking at an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, it's time to prepare for Ukrainian peace. Americans should be thinking about an arrangement. Um, this from Ian Bremmer percentage of Americans who think Washington should urge Ukraine to settle for peace as soon as possible in July, this past July, it was only 38% in November. It's 47%. And that data is a month old. It might be the majority now. In fact, I would guess that it is the majority of Americans now think that Washington should be urging Ukraine to settle for peace. That political movement is going to have an effect, I think, on our support for money and arms going over to Ukraine. Uh, the Biden administration, and I'm I'm okay with this, certainly the Biden administration just earmarked another couple hundred million dollars for Ukraine the other day. Um, if you watch 60 Minutes on Sunday night, Secretary Yellen from the Treasury, the topic of Ukraine came up and she said the same thing. Everybody with the administration says, no, no, we're with it to the end. We're with Ukraine to the end. We're going to support them clear to the end. It's always unequivocal. There's never a hedge. There's there's never a, a but or a caveat of any kind. It's always, no, we're with them till the end, which, of course, is true up to the moment that it's not. You don't want to signal to Putin that there is any wiggle room, even if behind the scenes there might be some wiggle room. But that's what's going on there. As for Putin himself, he canceled his annual briefing. We've talked about this in the past. It usually makes some news in America. It's often many hours long, like an entire day of him sitting up there and taking questions from journalists. Well, he canceled it this year. I'll read from the New York Post version of this. Russian President Vladimir Putin will not hold his annual year-end press conference for the first time in a decade, prompting speculation that the Russian leader is either sick or he doesn't want to face the press answering questions about Ukraine as it enters its 10th month, and obviously it is not going very well. I think everybody in Russia recognizes it at this point. Um, it's not going to happen, the Russians said. They gave no reason for why Putin was not going to have his usual press conference. There's some speculation that he, his health is not good right now, whether that's a, you know, a temporary thing where he's just under the weather and he doesn't want to present himself as sick, or he's got something uh, more long-lasting, who knows. Or if it's just political, he, he, he's afraid he'd get barraged with questions he can't answer that would not look good. But that's an interesting development. We're going to talk to Jeff McCausland, CBS News military analyst, uh, later about this whole thing, where we are and the whole idea of pushing them for peace, among other things that we've got on the way.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, set up this conversation a little bit a few moments ago. There's a Wall Street Journal piece saying we need to start pushing Washington toward thinking about peace between a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. Uh, polling shows that about half of Americans now think Washington should be pushing for a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. That's up quite a bit from the summer. And uh, Ukraine, President Zelensky has made it pretty clear that he doesn't plan to quit until he gets Russians out of every inch of Ukraine, including Crimea. So where does that leave things? We thought we'd bring in Jeff McCausen, who we always love talking to, military analyst for CBS News. Jeff, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, Jack. It's always a pleasure with you. Um, Does Zelensky mean that, or is that just, you know, you got to go with the furthest bargaining position to start with, and then you back off that at some point? No, I think he really means it. I mean, I think this guy has been very adamant about that from the very onset. I mean, it goes back to 2014, and the the annexation of Crimea by the Russians and the fomenting of a civil war in, in the Dohansk region of Ukraine. This war for Ukrainians has been going on since then. And furthermore, I think at this particular point, frankly, were he to advocate anything short of the full liberation of all Ukrainian territory, the population would be up in arms. Oh, good point. The population fully supports this as the Ukrainian objective. Well, and I know they're getting they're getting pummeled and their energy shut off all the time and water and all that sort of stuff. But 
they do have a fair bit of momentum, and they're getting supplied by the biggest arms dealer in the world, the United States of America. As long as I had that going for me, I wouldn't want to quit anytime soon. Exactly right. And on the other hand, you know, Vladimir Putin doesn't seem to be very interested in making any concessions either. Oh, by the way, you know, there's an interesting book uh, called like a guy named Fred Clay way back when called All Wars Must End. And the essence of the book is wars end when one side or the other changes their objectives. The Japanese certainly changed their objectives after we dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and the Germans changed their objectives as we were approaching Berlin. In this particular case, neither side seems to me to be changing objectives. Putin has said very categorically he'd be happy to negotiate tomorrow, but to begin with, we, the West, and Ukraine, has got to accept that the four provinces, the Duma at least, has annexed from Ukraine, uh, are a part of Russia forever. And as soon as we acknowledge that, well, we can negotiate all, all we want to with them and be happy to do that. But obviously, that's basically saying, well, if we give in on that, what's there to negotiate? And those particular four provinces that he claims, of course, he is illegally seized in this particular war, number one, and doesn't even control, oh, by the way, uh, all the territory of those provinces based on recent military action. You know, I will remember that quote for the rest of my life. That's a good one. A war ends when one side changes their objectives, and that's clearly true. That's great stuff yeah, right there. Yeah, um, and that certainly has not been the case. And I don't think we in the West should calibrate my personal opinion, of course, our response based on our objectives. Now, we have to keep in mind, and I think one thing that there's a fine line being walked here is our objectives in this conflict and Ukrainian objectives in this conflict do not necessarily coincide. Right. They certainly overlap to a large degree. We want to see the defeat of Russia and this illegal aggression by them reversed. Pushing it all the way to liberating Crimea or to the territory that was seized back in 2014 there's a real question. I think the, the administration has been walking a fine line about whether we're willing to support all the way that. They have said very adamantly, and NATO has said very adamantly, is it's not for the United States or the West to decide the future of Ukraine. That's for Ukrainians to decide. Yeah, but uh, funding them uh, plays a major role. And then I can just picture this is a political thing more than a military thing, I suppose, although they overlap a great deal. If we're in the middle of a recession next year, uh, Ukraine has gotten back the territory from February, but not Crimea. I don't know if the American taxpayer is going to be uh, willing for you know more big checks to continue to try to push them out of Crimea. I don't know. That's uh, that's its own topic. Hey, how big a deal was it a couple weeks ago when Ukraine was able to get their special forces that far inside of Russia and you know uh, set off a couple of explosions on air bases in Russia? How big a deal was that? That was huge, because what it's basically saying to the Russians is your territory is not safe. Now, again, they did that with their own forces. They did that, actually guided in some missiles, which they had retrofitted some old Soviet missiles for that particular attack, because we, the West, have been pretty adamant that we're not going to provide you the weaponry whereby you can strike Russian territory. There's been reports that the HIMARS rocket system we provided Ukraine was modified to to limit the range. We have not provided them the ATACMS missile, which can be launched from the same platform uh, as the HIMARS. We have not provided them long-range aircraft, whereby they could strike targets in Russia. But Ukrainians are doing that nonetheless. And, of course, what's also interesting is the bases they struck are bases from which the Russians have been launching aircraft that then launched missile attacks against Ukrainian infrastructure. And we have this ongoing war in the air where the Russians are pummeling Ukrainian infrastructure 
particularly focusing on electric power grids, water supplies, and really the civilian population. I mean, I firmly believe that by any calculation, what Russia is doing in Ukraine right now is a war crime as it, it conducts warfare directly against the civilian population of the Ukraine as winter is coming on to deprive them of electricity, heat for the population. So I hear various people say that this is going to get frozen in place when the weather reaches a certain point, but it's already pretty dang cold there. Is the fighting going to continue, or are we going to see a lull for a couple of months? I think the fighting will continue. I disagree with those who say we're going to go into a wintertime frozen okay. conflict. I think for the next couple of weeks, we will see things not change too much, and that's based on two factors. One, the repositioning of forces that are occurring, particularly for the Ukrainians, following their success in capturing they're selling and where they're going to conduct counteroffensive next. And second of all, right now we're still kind of in that interim between late fall and early winter. So the ground there, particularly in eastern Ukraine, is very boggy, very soft, and there's nothing, trust me, having commanded harbored forces, there's nothing like mud to slow down heavy armored equipment and, and get buried in the mud. But once the ground freezes hard, then tanks, mechanized artillery, et cetera, can, can still move around. And I think the Ukrainians I have talked with are adamant, hey, we got the momentum, and we're not going to stop now. This is for us to press our advantage. To pause now would be to the Russians' advantage. Obviously, they're on their back foot and simply provide them time to train, organize, and equip their forces, uh, hoping for springtime and a reversal of what the Ukrainians have achieved so far. Jeff McCausland, CBS News military analyst. Appreciate your time today. Some interesting stuff, which we'll talk about coming up. If you missed an hour, grab the podcast. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
the numbers right now absolutely stunning, not just for the month of December, but for the fact that 42 still is in place. 16,000 illegal crossings in just two days. That is an average of 8,000 per day. And DHS's worst projections show once Title 42 drops, that could be up to 18,000 illegal crossings per day. So we could potentially be looking at a doubling of our current situation once Title 42 goes away. It's mind-numbingly, eye-glazingly overwhelming the numbers that we keep getting hit with in terms of records in this sector, that sector. Uh, we're talking about illegal crossings of the border, the southern border in the United States. I mean, whether you're talking about the biggest ever in a week of this month or month over month or year over year, whatever, it's just, it's it's amazing. It's gotten to the point that media other than Fox, with pretty much the only people that have been covering this for most of the time, are starting to take note of it. I, I saw on the ABC Evening News last night they had a piece, MSNBC I saw I had a piece today, and the center... For Immigration Studies notes that the New York Times has even taken notice of what's going on in El Paso. On Monday, migrants, most of them from Nicaragua, could be seen huddling on street corners or waiting for the bus station to open. The images of large numbers of migrants waiting across low section of the Rio Grande and El Paso immediately recalled previous moments of crisis at the southern border, most recently in the small city of Del Rio, Texas, where more than 9,000 migrants, mostly from Haiti, the others were from Nicaragua, crowded in squalid conditions in a temporary camp under a bridge along the river last year. So it's no longer just or even primarily people from Mexico. And uh, Cuba is about to become a really big deal. Anyway, we thought with all this going on, we'd bring in Mark Krikorian, who we've had on many, many times over the years, who is the executive director with the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark, this is quite a period of time we're living through, is it not? It is unprecedented what we're seeing at the border. You know, there's always been surges. The numbers go up, they go down. That kind of thing has always happened. But what we're seeing now is the result of the Biden administration's wishful thinking that it could undo everything Trump did to control the border, and that wouldn't have any consequences. Well, we're seeing what happened. I mean, the the Biden administration created this crisis and um, they don't have any I don't think they're 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 able to even get their minds around what's necessary to fix it. Well, what's your favorite stat or metaphor or however you want to measure it to impress people of how bad it is now? Well, uh, the the thing I always point to is Obama's Homeland Security Secretary, Jay Johnson. Now, he was, you know, I didn't agree with him. He was a Democrat and all that stuff, but he was a serious person, at least. He has said that when he was in charge of Homeland Security, if there was a day when they had uh, taken into custody 1,000 illegal aliens along the Mexican border, that was a bad day, that that began to overwhelm their ability to deal with it. 1,000 a day. What we're seeing now is six, seven, eight thousand a day, and this is somehow just ho hum. And you know, most of the media, other than Fox, don't even report on it. And if and when Title Forty Two is lifted later this month, and you know, they might, the courts might postpone it. We're talking, like you said before, potentially doubling or more of this flow. You know, eighteen times what. Obama's Homeland Security Secretary said was already unmanageable. Good, that's stunning. 
I asked for an impressive statistic, and you gave me one. That is absolutely stunning. I don't want to make this all about uh, uh, personalities and and stuff because they just the the facts on the ground are so interesting. But Kamala Harris was given the duties of dealing with the border. Is she alive or <laughs> where is she on this? No, no, she is staying as far away from this as possible, both physically. I mean, she, you know, pretended to go to the border, but really just went to the airport and changed planes and kept going in El Paso. But um, when the White House gave this job to her, she immediately said, no, 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 I'm not borders are. I'm just dealing with root causes in Central America. She immediately Mm. tried to dodge the issue. And even that, of course, she's you know, a, a wall on, and it's a silly thing anyway, because the, you know, the whole world has root causes as it were to come to the United States. We're sure. going to fix the world before we are allowed to enforce immigration policy. It's absurd. So no, no, the vice president um, is, you know, has been running away from this as quickly as possible. And I frankly think the white house made her, you know, sort of borders arena kind of as, revenge you know it's like well you're going to call our guy a racist huh during the debates during the campaign well we're going to fix you you're in charge of the border and she realized that's what they were doing and tried to run away from it but basically the whole administration owns this disaster so what goes on with uh, actual criminals and i don't mean the crime of crossing the border because by that definition everybody coming across the border practically is a criminal but um most people are just you know coming here trying to get a job do their thing i'd do the same thing if i were in their position but what about actual criminals that get in or we identify here how does that whole thing work and and how many of them are there deportations of criminals have collapsed under this administration there they all the administration constantly said look we're not going to go after the dishwashers and what have you so that we can focus all of our efforts on the real bad guys. Well, uh, we just published something last week at our website, CIS.org, which using statistics from ICE that we got through a Freedom of Information Act request. And what we found was that illegal immigrants who come to the attention of ICE because they were arrested for a local crime, drunk driving, drug dealing, beating their wives, that sort of thing. In other words, not immigration crimes. They were arrested by the police, sheriff's deputies, whatever. Um, the deportation of people like that, who are all by definition criminals, has dropped 70% overall. And in some parts of the country has dropped as much as 100%. They've just stopped doing it altogether. So uh, the fact is that this administration isn't just dialing back on deporting regular illegal aliens, it has dramatically reduced even the deportation of criminals. What, what do you think their end game is? Do you have any idea? <clears throat> well, I don't know that <clears throat> they really think of this in terms of an end game. I mean, a lot of people are speculating, well, you know, maybe they're, they're doing this because they want to import Democratic right. voters, this kind of thing. You know, that's probably a benefit that they're aware of, but that's not what's driving this. What's driving this is that the people in charge of this administration, people in charge of immigration, don't believe that the American people have a right to say no to people who show up at the border. Mm. It's immoral to have immigration limits. It's like Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. And if the law says immigration has to be limited and you have to enforce that, 
they see themselves as righteous in subverting and ignoring the law. And so if that's your perspective, you're this, you know, it's going to be pretty darn hard to get them to actually start doing their jobs because they don't believe that it's morally acceptable to turn away anyone who shows up at the border. So these giant numbers of people showing up at the border, is it mostly young single men? Is it families? And where are they coming from? Uh, It's a mix of everything. A lot of single men, a lot of families. And the reason for that is that when you bring a kid with you, your odds of being let go are, are already high if you were a single man. They're even higher if you have a kid with you. It's pretty much guaranteed you're going to be let go. Um, and they're coming from everywhere. Uh, you know, obviously, Im- illegal immigration at the border used to be almost all Mexican men mm-hmm. coming to work, you know, in landscaping, construction, whatever it is. That wasn't even that long ago. Well, 10 years ago or so, it started changing to get more Central Americans because of incentives that were in certain loopholes in the law that Congress only can fix. So we started getting Central Americans, people from Salvador, Honduras, and Nicaragua, I mean, uh, and Guatemala. Now it's spreading even further. We're getting people from Nicaragua, from Cuba, from Haiti, from Colombia, Venezuela, and it's spreading even beyond that so that we're now getting significant numbers of people from Africa, the Middle East, Central Asia, uh, Romanian gypsies, you name it, word spreads. And once people, you know, get word that you can come to the United States, that it's worth going into debt and spending all that money and taking the risk because the payoff will be so high. It's like buying a lottery ticket, but it's not a one in a million chance. It's like a seven in 10 chance. They're really? going to win. Everybody would buy lottery tickets. Yeah, heck I'd yeah. buy them. I even think it's stupid, but I'd go buy lottery tickets if it was that kind of deal. Well, yeah, it's, you know not, I mean? it's not hard to imagine that word has spread that now's the time, and who knows how long it'll last. If you want to make the big move and get your family in the United States, now is the time. And if it's a number like you say, 7 and 10, well, heck yeah, you'd take your shot. Yeah, and that's what people are doing. They're perfectly rational. And the fact is that, you know, my concern is that people are going to start taking matters into their own hands. That's always dangerous. When the government is lawless, people feel themselves, you know, uh, no longer bound by the law themselves. Uh, And the problem is they're going to take it out of the wrong people, which is the illegal aliens themselves. Illegal aliens, they're breaking the laws, no question about it. But they are responding to our incentives. We need to change our policies and, you know, a boss of mine once said, you teach people how to treat you. We are teaching prospective illegal immigrants to come here. We're inviting them. In fact, uh, a, a, an illegal alien smuggler, one of my people talked to, he actually refers to Biden's policies as la invitacion, the invitation. Just casually. That's just what they call Wow. It. And so if you're inviting somebody to do something, you know, they're going to do it. Yeah. So the question is, how do we get, how do we stop this invitation? And that, it's going to be hard for Republicans in the House, since they only have one House of Congress, to do that. They're going to try, but there's a limit to what they can do. Only if we get rid of this administration 
and get rid of the Democratic majorities in both houses of Congress, or do we actually have a chance to change things? Hey, a quick nuts and bolts thing before we let you go. The Title 42, that was a Trump-era thing around covid uh, right. Which made sense, you know. You you can't you can't let a bunch of people come in that might have COVID. But that became a way to just deal with the border. Uh, it still exists, even though COVID's not the thing it once was. We all know that. When's it set to expire? Uh, supposedly December twenty first, because a, a judge ruled that it had to be ended. Uh, and frankly, you know, <clears throat> how do you argue with that? Yeah. Rationale for yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The problem is this administration is kind of holding on to it, even though it's only using it in certain instances. They're holding on to it or trying to precisely because it's the only immigration control thing that they're willing to do. And they're just terrified of what's going to happen. Man, we are not a serious country. We're using a COVID rule to try to control our borders because we haven't come up with anything else. Mark Krikorian, Executive Director, Center for Immigration Studies. It's CIS.com. Is that what it is? No, no. CIS.org. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm on Twitter at Mark S. as in Stephen Krikorian for people who like snark and sarcasm. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on today. We appreciate it. It is. It's just it's it's crazy that the only mechanism we have that we're really using is the whole COVID rule. And the Biden administration is trying to drag their feet and keep that around as long as possible. Oh, my God. Well, we'll see where this goes politically. ABC News and NBC News on it today, not just Fox. We'll see if that keeps up. Uh, More on the way. Stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know if you've noticed. Perhaps you have. It's just been me for the last several hours. Jack Armstrong. No Joe Getty. The show started with Joe Getty. Then all of a sudden, Joe Getty was not here. What happened? He went, He rushed off to the ER. He didn't tell any of us what was going on. He rushed off to the ER. He's coming back for hour four and going to explain why he rushed off to the ER in the middle of the show. So, that'll be interesting. So, I texted him. I texted him a little bit ago. I said, is it okay to include in my tease for next hour that you went to the ER? And I voice texted it because I always voice text. And Apple's voice texting, instead of tease, is it okay to tease a word that we all use regularly, right? Stop teasing him or whatever. Tease. Apple spelled T-E-A-S like it was multiple cups of tea. So they thought I meant when I said the word tease, like, which teas would you like to drink this morning? Does anybody else feel like the auto text thing has gotten worse recently? I feel like the update made it significantly worse. I voice text or voice email all the time, and I feel like I'm doing way more going back and correcting than I ever did before. It took a huge step backwards, and I can't exactly figure out why. But, uh, you know, I just kept expecting the algorithms were going to get better and better and better, and they're better at figuring out the context of what you're saying, so they pick the right version of your or their, but it's gotten worse, I feel. I remember yesterday, I think you had the word were. We're going somewhere, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. wouldn't get it. Yeah, and it just wouldn't accept it, but I feel like it's gotten worse. Also, so many people text K instead of OK, because we're all way too busy for OK. We just put K, right? Um, I'll be there in three minutes. K. But Apple, correct, always changes it to I, like because K is not a word, but I is a word. They assume I hit the wrong button. Everybody uses K. I get texted K a million times a day. How has Apple not picked up on the fact that K is a common response? The algorithms are not yet going to take over the world. If that's as good as the algorithm can get, it's not ready to take over and make robot armies that are killing us in our sleep and that sort of thing, if they haven't figured that out yet. Anyway, next hour, Joel will explain why I rushed off to the ER mysteriously. I assume for his gender transition surgery. but So... Um, this fits in with the illegals crossing the border story. How much time have I got, Michael? I wasted it on nonsense. Okay, I got plenty. Of time. Um, uh, I think this fits in with the illegals crossing the border. So we have an explosion of people coming into this country. Most of them with few to any skills, low skilled labor, don't speak the language, but we're assuming, I guess, that they're going to come into the country and be able to support themselves somehow, not end up on our streets. I, I guess that's what we're assuming. Meanwhile, we have gazillions of people who are living on our streets right now that were born in this country, and we claim the reason they don't, they're living on the streets is that housing prices are too high. So we got millions of people from other countries we expect to figure out how to find a place to live. People who are already born here, we accept the fact that they, well, they can't live anywhere. Housing prices are too high. Those two stories do not fit together, ladies and germs. And they're even fed up in Portland. They're even, they've had enough even in Portland. And that's what this report is about. Let's hear it. This area also the latest target for city crews clearing homeless camps. It's all part of the mayor's central east side 90-day reset plan to clean up the neighborhood and increase police patrols. After dozens of business owners called on the mayor for help about two weeks ago, citing safety concerns. 
That was the whole thing? That was 49 seconds? That didn't seem like 49 seconds to me. Um, uh, let's hear from a couple of residents on why they uh, asked for the mayor to do something. One of our employees on his way into the, our central kitchen was held up at gunpoint. Like everyone in this room, um, we deal daily with feces, human, on our shoes. Um, we deal with break-ins. Uh, we deal with assaults. Yeah, well, a report I heard on NPR about this, they were interviewing residents, and there was one area or apartment complex or something where 90% of the people signed a letter saying, we're moving if you don't get rid of this uh, homeless encampment out here. So the mayor, who you're about to hear from, finally decided he needs to do something with this 90-day reset. Not just in terms of the data, but I want it to pass the C-test. If you don't see it, it doesn't matter. And so my expectation is that you will. I don't know what that meant. Um, so as you heard in uh, those reports there, pe- people are dealing with the same thing they've been dealing with in a lot of other West Coast cities or maybe your city wherever in America, stepping in human feces and all that sort of stuff because there's so many people living on the street. Man, when Portland starts doing homeless camp sweeps because their residents are fed up, that's where you've reached the limit. When Portland says, no, 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 compassion lasted only so long, that is a sea change. If you miss an hour of this show, grab the podcast, because in hour four, Joe's going to explain why he went to the ER. Look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.